You know what's crazy is that I have distribution on a podcast, and I was on the road with this microphone that I was lugging around the entire time. It's a big microphone. I'll tell you about it in a second and why that comes into the story. And then I don't record a podcast. I literally have had this microphone with me for the past three and a half months on the road, and I did nothing with it. Welcome to the No Things Considered podcast. I'm not sure why I didn't do it. I was doing a lot of uh, TV. I did the Blaze TV for about a week and a half. I did uh, Sirius XM for a bit. But, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't get it. I, it's laziness on my part, and I apologize for that. We're going to try to get back on in into the into the swing of things. It doesn't matter how much you gaff, right? You can still run for president of the Democrat ticket. This microphone, by the way, it's a Rode mic. It's, it's a pretty nice one. It's a, a thicker, like, condenser mic. It took me... About 15 minutes to get through security TSA at the airport here in Washington, D.C., where I'm recording today. Because when I went through it to fly out of town the last time, uh, it had to be tested with all the bomb equipment and everything else. And then, after the uh, woman tested it, by the way, you can't open your own bag. She had to open my bag to pull it out, which was like, I have one of these bags with like 58 pockets in it, one of these backpacks that I uh, keep my computer and everything else in. It's like a mobile office. So after she pulls it out and tests it for the bomb thing or whatever you whatever the, the chemical thing is, which, I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. She then takes it over to the guy who originally scanned it at the x-ray machine to show him for, like, five more minutes. As if, like, the clearance alone wasn't enough. It says road on it. It's clearly in a microphone bag. It clearly looks like a microphone. But that wasn't enough. Like, what, there was nobody else there. They were. I think they were just harassing me to harass me. That's, these are the people that are supposed to protect us. They, you know, when they run these tests, they have random people sometimes run tests at TSA. Uh, they usually get in trouble for them, too. Uh, colleges, uh, college professors and things like that. They do these studies where they try to see if they can get a gun through TSA, and like nine times out of ten, they can. They can do that. But my road mic that is in the back of my backpack is a national security threat, apparently. Speaking of national security threats, let's talk about the DNC last night. Uh, well, all week. I really didn't watch much of it. No one did. In fact, ratings were down, I think, like 40% or something like that. And I'm willing to believe that more Republicans watched the DNC than anyone else. Joe Biden giving his speech. His speech was basically just talking points from Democrats over the past three and a half years. You know, it's orange man, bad, orange man, bad. And then randomly strung together quotes. And I could care less about the randomly strung together quotes, all of that stuff. Were the journalists in the room when he recorded this, when he was live, were there people actually watching this when it happened, or was he in a closed set? That's my real question for everything, because it makes no sense that if he's out, if he's got this crowd of people in what looked to be an empty Kmart parking lot, you know, you've got these cars that pulled up and they're flashing their lights and honking their horns or whatever, showing how enthusiastic they are in Wilmington, Delaware, because I think Joe is too unhealthy to travel, to be honest with you. Not sure why he didn't travel. Was he in Wilmington? It was in Wilmington, wasn't it? If, if they're there and you've got a socially distanced stage, why was he not speaking on the stage outside to them? The speech was only 20 minutes. Why wasn't he outside talking to them? Why was he inside on a closed set? Th they have the equipment, they have the budget, to, and, and all of the media would cover it. I, I just have this feeling that unless somebody was in there, I want to see photos from the media. I have not seen this. Not that they would have them or they're allowed to take them or whatever. I'd like to see photos or video of him doing it live that speech at the DNC, because I don't think it was live. I think it was pre-recorded. I mean, I'd love to be proven wrong. I always want to be proven wrong. You can always fact check anything that I say. But it just didn't seem to me that that was done live. And then what was live was he walked out with Kamala and her husband and, and Jill, 
with their huge masks on, which, you know, you need when you're 20 feet away from people. And, uh, and stood around and watched fireworks. It just didn't seem right to me. It seemed like there was something very, very odd about that. And again, I, I want to be proven wrong, but it really does seem like that was pre-recorded. They got him on a good day. They dress him up in the same suit. They w- walk him out. A couple of takeaways for me from that speech, by the way. Uh, a lot of it is about rebuilding the economy, which... That's great. You know, you can say you rebuilt the economy, but it wasn't Trump's fault that it got shut down. And the moment that you start saying that the economy is Trump's fault... When it's Democrats that are keeping a lot of the areas of this country still closed and and continuing to hurt this economy, you politicize COVID, you politicize the shutdowns, and you politicize everything about it. This isn't about health anymore. They've turned it into a political issue. The, The money side of this is the political issue. That's not Donald Trump's fault. He's done the best he's can with this stuff. And you can't tell me that it's his fault in any way. When he shut down the transportation to China early on, Democrats screamed that it was xenophobic and racist, to the point that Nancy Pelosi went to a fortune cookie factory in San Francisco. She took a tour of Chinese places in San Francisco. One of them was a fortune cookie factory. Never forget that. I think fortune cookies aren't even Chinese. I think they're an uh, American-made thing. I should always Google that, but it's just the most ridiculous thing. It's like if we have problems with the southern border with Mexico, you go to Taco Bell, right? Problems with the northern border, you go to uh, Tim Hortons. Stupid. You go to a bakery that makes baguettes if we have problems with France. You know, it, it goes on and on. <laughs> you go, if we have problems with Italy, you go to Olive Garden. It's stupid. These people are stupid. And their virtue signaling is stupid. Just like when uh, George Floyd was killed, they took a knee with kente cloth, which makes, they have no idea what that means. They just, it's the most racist shit. If Republicans did it, they'd be uh, ostracized for it. But because it's Democrats, nobody cares. But COVID became politicized the moment, the moment, that Democrats started saying that Donald Trump was responsible for this economy. There's nothing he could do about it. In fact, I think we'd be a lot worse off if the economy wasn't doing so well just before COVID. So when you take a look at that, there's just something, something's not right about that, and, and it shouldn't sit right with voters. It shouldn't sit right with anyone, to be honest with you. Because it's, it's disingenuous. They're trying to blame him for something he has no control over, and, and they're trying to make it a political issue to make him look bad, which makes me believe that all the shutdowns were political to make Trump look bad. South Dakota's doing fine. Sweden's doing fine. They didn't shut down. Masks are definitely politicized now. It's totally political. I mean, absolutely political. You've got everybody living in fear, and you have to make sure that everyone continues living in fear, or else you've got to make a big deal of it. Joe Biden says he's going to have mandatory mask orders in January January, he's going to have mandatory national mask orders if he's elected. That's going to be the first thing he does when he's uh, when he's inaugurated. Make everybody wear masks. In January, the numbers are down. Remember flattening the curve. What's what's flattening the curve about? Flattening the curve was keeping people from overrunning the hospitals. No hospital, maybe one hospital in New York at one point was overrun. No hospital has been overrun. There was enough PPE to go around that people were able to do TikTok videos. Nurses had uh, plenty of time to, to uh, you know, practice dance routines and do uh, dance routines in full PPE gear. But we were told there were constant shortage. Every, every shortage that we had, by the way, which was caused nationally by Obama not replenishing the stocks of PPE and ventilators and yada, yada, yada. Don't forget that. Every, every piece of that. Nothing to do with Trump. All This is all just politicized. I I just, I can't get over this at this point. 
Like the shutdowns. Did we need shutdowns? I don't think we did. I think if you protect old people, listen, sure, the coronavirus is new this time around. It's real. I, I love that people were like, oh, if you argue any point of it, you clearly don't think it's real. Shut the fuck up. It's real. But did we need the lockdowns? Would the numbers be any different? Mask orders don't make a difference. None of this stuff makes a difference. Not at this point. You protect old people. We know we've had coronaviruses before. They're called different things. Corona just means new. It's a new virus. Coronavirus or COVID-19 is coronavirus 19 for 2019. It's a generic term for new upper respiratory viruses. We've had them before. We know how they affect people. This one spread faster, sure. This one also had uh, uh, 60 to 80% of people showing no symptoms of it. So you protect old people. Why were we not protecting the elderly in nursing homes to begin with? And then when states like New York and Pennsylvania were sending their, their COVID patients to these nursing homes... You know, you just take a look at this and you're like, the death numbers, everything else, the death rate, everything you can take a look at here, it's coming from Democrats. A lot of these shutdowns, again, we did nationwide shutdown, you know, bits and pieces. South Dakota didn't shut down. But you take a look at the death rate, it's higher in Democrat areas. This isn't Trump's fault. It's mismanagement by states. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. At the same time, remember when, when Donald Trump went to shut things down, or sorry, when he didn't shut things down, rather, Democrats screamed that he has the power to shut everything down and he needs to shut everything down. When he said everything needs to start opening back up, they said he didn't have the power to do that. A lot of you out there still can't even get to church at this point. You can go buy liquor. You can go get weed at a weed store, which is much smaller. Dispensaries, sorry. There are dispensaries. But you can't go to church. I digress. Anyway, all of that to say, this is all political. Joe Biden wanting everybody to wear masks in January. I mean, when, when the fuck does this end? It'll probably, if Joe Biden wins on November uh, 3rd, he won't. Uh, Coronavirus will be automatically over. But this is ridiculous. And when Trump wins, he needs to just fire Fauci on day one. Just get rid of the whole team. I just, I cannot get, I can't get over the the politicization. Politicization? It's a tough word. Look, again, I'm not Joe Biden. I'm not butchering everything. But then again, if I, even if I do, even if I forget my name and what year it is, I can still run for president. It's fine. How are we in this position? Then then Joe Biden promises everyone should have clean water. Everyone should have clean water in America. Number one, uh, remember the Flint water crisis? When did that happen? It was 2014. 2014, during the Obama administration. They had two years to fix it, by the way. Democrats blame the governor. Now, apparently, it's Democrats can fix it if, if they become president. Right? But Obama and Joe Biden did nothing about it for two years. By the way, you should take a Google what the Flint City Council looks like, in case you think that this is about racism. Mm-hmm. Also, there was tons of money donated to fix this problem. What happened to all that money? Again, all of these things happening. I don't want to get too far off the beaten path here on, on Joe Biden, but... Uh, I, I just again, those were those were the takeaways. I, and he, you know, and he mentions the KKK is rising or whatever in, in the United States and racism. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know, it's like being a member of the KKK or being a, an absolute racist and and people saying that that's emboldened. That's like being a pedophile in America at this point. Like, if you are open about that, it is the end of your life. 
you don't get a job. No one wants you around. You go to jail probably for something. The cops will be following you around, right? They're in the same, they're in the same category. No one, no one is that. And there's plenty of pedophiles. That's a whole other conversation. But racism is on the fall. It's falling in this country. Again, but then again, if you're if you're taking a look at uh, flattening the curve and keeping people out of hospitals and saying that it's not flat enough yet or whatever they're going with there, they probably think racism is going crazy in this country. It is not. People don't care what people look like. People just absolutely don't care. The people who are causing racial division are the ones saying that people are racist. The Democrats who hire only based off of race now. There's a great video, many great videos about that online. They're the ones causing the racial division. Nobody gives a shit who people are in this country. No one does what they look like. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Except Democrats. <sighs> Stupid. I'm just, I'm so frustrated with, with all of this, like, insanity. And, and Joe Biden is just not there mentally. They pull, pull out that kid, a 13-year-old kid. That's all anybody's talking about right now is this 13-year-old kid that came out who uh, could, stuttered. Joe Biden helped him with stuttering. You can't prove these stories, by the way. You can prove stories, and, and sure, the... Uh, the media will research anything that Donald Trump has done. But you can't prove that, that Joe Biden, what, he meet with him once, take a picture? And then the kid's like, he reads a little speech, a 13-year-old. I mean, look, if you're going to, I've never heard of Joe Biden having a stuttering problem, by the way, until this week. Till this very week, during the during the DNC. He suddenly has a stuttering problem. No, he doesn't. He's got, he's got dementia. I'm doubling down on that now. Why didn't they pull out like a nine-year-old that can't remember his name or what year it is? Or what office Joe Biden's running for. You know, that's, and so they could commiserate together and then they could read a little speech. Or like an 11-year-old who gets angry all the time when questioned about things and starts like getting physical with people. Or like, you know, a five-year-old that smells people's hair. Like what, what kind of nonsense? They're going to pull out a kid. Oh, yeah, I stutter too. And Joe Biden helped me because we both have stuttering problems. Shut, shut up. That is such BS. That is so fake. Nobody, but if you believe that, you're an idiot. The only people who are saying that they believed it were shills on on uh, uh, pundits and shills on CNN, MSNBC, Jennifer Rubin, the same clowns that come out and say everything is bad, Orange Man bad all the time, and and uh, they would vote for literally anything, any Democrat. Van Jones on CNN said that they were going to say that everything was great for Joe Biden regardless what happened. That was the big takeaway from all of the commentary. Van Jones also says that the most racist people in the world are Hillary, white women, white suburban Women who support Hillary Clinton, which is brilliant. Again, clips you should look up. The guy's brilliant. You may not agree with everything he says all the time, but he's brilliant. Just the entire thing. What a, what a car wreck. And according to Rasmussen polls, but Donald Trump actually gained momentum during the week. He actually went up in the polls during the week, which is the first time that's ever happened. And by the way, uh, CNN had Donald Trump closing in on uh, Joe Biden last week in the polls. So then this week when they come out with their poll, they'll be like Joe Biden is surging because of the massive enthusiasm after the Democratic convention that no one watched. Down 40% of the ratings. It just looked like a clown show. The whole thing. Then you had Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Andrew Yang making fun of Mike Pence's name, making homophobic jokes about it, uh, misgendering him, all sorts of things that would get you banned from Twitter in a comedy routine that, at best, was worse than Clint Eastwood with the uh, the empty chair at the 2012 G uh, GOP convention, the RNC there. I saw that. I was there live for that. That was confusing. But last night was even worse. It's painful, painful to watch. They just, they are out of touch with Americans. 
Just the entire thing. It was such such a complete waste of time. And having celebrities come out, Billie Eilish, who's 18, having her, you know, uh, say that people should vote for Joe Biden because, you know, this is the most important uh, election in history. She's been a millionaire since she, since she was like 15. She's had no struggle. She has a team around her at all times. And you're telling me that we should listen to her, 18-year-old that's never voted before in her life? That's never had a struggle in her life? That's never had a problem? That literally can make music that is questionably, eh, I, I'm not a fan. Not remarkable. It's not remarkable stuff. I know that it's done very well, but I don't think it's remarkable. But she had a good team around her that pushed her, that made her a millionaire, that, that had a PR. They, I mean, she was doing interviews with major national magazines before she had even made it. So there was a team around her to do that. She's never seen a day of struggle in her life and never will. But she knows what's best for you. <clears throat> An 18-year-old. Or Cardi B. Joe Biden's one interview this week was with Cardi B who has that disgusting new song out that, like, even for me, look, I'm friends with porn stars. Even for me, even for them, they're like, whoa, man, what the hell is this song? Cardi B, who I don't even know how to describe it. Tucker Carlson did a great segment on it the other night. I think he nailed it best. But that's who Democrats have interviewing Joe Biden. That's that's the big that's the big thing. And now they have a uh, they have a. uh Big interview with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on ABC News this weekend. I'm sure it's pre-taped. I don't know if it's live or not, but with Robin Roberts, somebody who already likes them, it's already in the tank for them. They're going to say things, you know, about their... I'm sure they're going to ask Kamala about why she called him a racist, and she'll be like, well, I didn't call him a racist, because that's the new rhetoric, by the way. I didn't directly say he was a racist. That's like the fact-checking. She didn't directly say it. Get out of here. Everything is, fa every fact checker, who's fact checking the fact checkers? Because that's, that's what I'm taking a look at now. Like who, who in the world fact checks the fact checkers? You know that these fact checkers have to be these purple hair journalism, women's studies majors that have nothing else going on in their career. That's, that's exactly what's going on with these fact checkers. So they're doing that. They always fact check things on the right that knock the left. They never fact check anything from the left that knocks the right. Ever. Ever. And hy hydroxychloroquine. That's the other one. You're not allowed to talk about that. Even though many doctors have said that it's worked for their patients, not allowed to acknowledge that, you'll get thrown off of social media. How dare you? I just think people are seeing through this. That's that's my message today, is I think that everyone sees through this at this point. I don't think anyone is fooled anymore. I don't think anyone is pretending anymore. They It's 24 hours a day. Remember, Democrats have got everybody stuck at home, unemployed, and 24 hours, seven days a week, they are... People are exposed to this BS and they can look up the facts on their own. And that's what they're doing. And that's why I think this turns into something for Trump. I'm not even going to talk about the U.S. post office shit because that's just a another conspiracy theory. We're going to scream about Russian collusion again. Democrats are trying to distract from the RNC by creating a new conspiracy theory. You know, if you want to beat uh, mail -in, this mail-in voting scheme, this evil scheme that, you know, would stop everybody from voting from both sides of the aisle. I mean, come on, that's anyway... You go, you go vote in person. It's crazy. These masks that are supposed to be 100% effective, you put on your 100% effective mask and you go vote in person. That's how you do it. Why is this difficult? Problem solved. Go wait in line. If, if this is the most important election of a lifetime, which I think it is, and they keep selling it as, then you go and you vote in person. The end. This is done. A lot of places have early voting. You can go two weeks early. So don't tell me that, that this is some sort of scheme to steal the election. That's just another crazy Russian collusion with the Trump campaign scheme because they know they're not winning. They don't believe the polls. 
I've said it over and over again, especially when I host radio. A lot of the things that you see happening would not be happening if Democrats believed the polls. Riots, protests, it's mainly riots. These Suddenly, these schemes to, that they claim Donald Trump is doing to win, like all of this stuff. They, they keep saying Joe Biden's ahead by, you know, gazillion points in the polls. Well, then who cares about these schemes? Because he's going to win anyway, right? Joe Biden is going to go back into hiding, by the way, after this, uh, this Sunday thing. He's not going to do any live events. Donald Trump has been traveling the country. He's been having, he'll, Trump would go on a daily tour and do three hours a day if he could. But he actually has to do work in the White House. I'm sure people have to rein him in. But that's, Joe Biden spoke for 20 minutes. That might have been the shortest presidential acceptance speech, nomination acceptance speech in modern history. It was bizarre. It's bizarre. Well, it's not bizarre. We know why. It's just crazy. Anyway, those are my thoughts for today. I'm, I'm glad that I'm back to doing this podcast. I hope you guys are too. I'm going to have more fun. I, I'm going to uh, talk more about bourbon in the future. I'm going to go do a, a great bourbon podcast with some friends in Kentucky. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is, I need to get back to doing this. I, I apologize for not doing this more. If you like it, share, subscribe. Let's have some fun. Let's talk together. You guys can always uh, tweet comments at me as well, or parlor, parlay, parley comments at me as well. I'm happy to have that from you guys. Oh, by the way, Hunter Biden spoke before I go, Hunter Biden spoke at the DNC. I forgot about that. That's, I'm looking at my notes here. Hunter Biden spoke at the DNC. Remember Hunter Biden, who uh, had a, uh, he cheated on his dead brother's widow with a woman and had their baby. And also, you know, got enriched with the Ukraine deal and the China deal. But he was talking about how his father's honest. That is a you follow that bouncing ball and you're like, wow, the bouncing ball of bullshit with Hunter Biden. I can't even believe he showed his face. Crackhead. Anyway, that's it for No Things Considered today. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Again, like, share, subscribe. I really like doing this. I hope you get a chance to uh, to meet up with me. I'm going to be traveling the country a lot more coming up soon and doing a little, uh, little TV showy thing. So uh, that'll be exciting as well. We'll have more news on that coming. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad to be here. So... I will uh, talk to you soon, and I'm very excited to take my microphone with me on the road and, of course, get stopped in TSA uh, because they think, for some reason, that I'm transporting some sort of a bomb instead of a microphone, and they like to delay me for 15 minutes for no freaking reason other than their own idiocy. Anyway, my name is Tim Young. You can find me at Tim Runs His Mouth on Twitter and Parlor, and uh, let me think. What else am I on? Oh, and Instagram. And Instagram. You should do that there, too. Guys, thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.